Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. What's the key to success in business and in life? And can you do it before it's all too late? Matthew Mikowicz says yes. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Matthew Mikowicz is one of those go-getters, determined, constantly setting and achieving goals and moving on to the next big thing, an entrepreneur of epic proportions. From 1999 to 2003, he raised more than 15 million US dollars in venture capital for New Tech Solutions, a company he co-founded in the United States. He encouraged a range of high-profile leaders to sit on the board, including a former Polish president, a Nobel Peace Prize winner, a former national security advisor to the US president, and world-renowned fraud expert Frank Abagnale the subject of Steven Spielberg's Catch Me If You Can. In 2005, soon after arriving in Australia, Matthew co-founded and grew a supply chain optimization business from zero to 180 employees in seven years, with a revenue of $20 million. Solve IT Software was sold to Schneider Electric in 2012, when it was the third fastest-growing company in Australia. These days, Matt Mikowicz is co-founder and managing director of Complexica, a leading provider of artificial intelligence software. Matt is also author of several books, including Life in Half a Second, How to Achieve Success Before It's Too Late. We're often reminded that life's short, but life in half a second? Matt Mikowicz explains what that means to Chris Ashmore. It's uh, really a a metaphor for the shortness of life and it's calculated as a scaling down of the length of how long our planet's been around. So our planet's been around 4 billion years and if you scaled it down to one year from 4 billion to one, then your whole life would be half a second on that scale. So it just illustrates the shortness of things. Well, to make most of um, one's life, to achieve success, you've recognized five steps or doors, as you call them in your book, well, let's start, obviously, with the first door, which is clarity. Yep. So what's important to note is success means different things to different people. Success for some is winning a gold medal at the Olympics. For others, it's being a good parent. For others, it might be um, higher education, fulfilling a career. For others, it might be money. So it has different definitions. And you've got to be clear on what your definition of success is because that's what's going to guide your actions and your efforts and, and so on. So success, whatever it means to you, begins with being clear clear on what it is and define it as a goal. My goal is an Olympic medal. My goal is to build a business. My goal is to start a family, build a charity, whatever it might be. Absolute clarity on what your definition of success is. And how do you be clear on that? Is it always having it in your mind every day? Well, yes and no. If you look at the second door of success, desire, it's really trying to understand what's important to you. Um, Statistics show that most goals are abandoned. They're not achieved. 80% of goals are actually abandoned. And the reason is people set goals and create uh, definitions of success that are not aligned to what's important to them. Like they they might set a goal for a promotion at work, but deep down inside they hate their job. So there's a misalignment there. So you create goals by really understanding what's important to you. What are your values? What are your dreams? What are your aspirations? What are the things you want in life? And distilling that into a goal that you write down and you review on a regular basis to make sure it's in front of you, front of mind, 
as you go through your day and you go through life. But if you don't have desire for what you're doing, quit now because you will always be beaten by people that do have desire for it. Do something else. Do something that is aligned to your desire. Well, that brings us to the third door. You say um, belief. How do people acquire the confidence and self-belief to achieve their goals? Great question. And belief is one of those sometimes perceived as an airy-fairy subject, or you got to believe to succeed and so forth. It's really quite straightforward. What you believe dictates your actions. And as a simplistic example, if you believed that this building is on fire right now, you would act in a manner according to that belief. It doesn't even matter if it's on fire or not because you believe it is. So if you believe you can succeed in something, if you believe that something is possible and achievable, you act in a manner consistent with that belief. But if on the other hand, you believe it's impossible, undoable, you never begin. So belief is critical because it dictates your actions, what you do. And how you change beliefs or how really your beliefs are influenced is none of us were born with any beliefs. No one came out of their mother's womb with a set of preconceived notions and beliefs, which means that your beliefs come from your environment. Everything you currently believe, every value you have and so forth came from your environment. So if you want to change your beliefs, you have to change your environment, change who you spend time with. That's why parents move out of bad neighborhoods into good neighborhoods so their kids are in a better environment. Environment is everything when it comes to belief. But if you're setting your goals and later on your beliefs do change, does that mean your goals change? Absolutely. Your beliefs dictate your reality. So if you set a goal to lose 50 kilo because you're overweight and at some point you get discouraged because people around you say, oh, I've tried to lose weight and it didn't work for me and that dieting doesn't work and you'll get all the weight back and so forth, you might stop believing that you can lose the weight. And once you stop believing, you stop acting and it's the end of the road. So critical to surround yourself with people that have the opposite influence. Of course you can do it. I was overweight and I lost weight and I was this and so on. Then you keep believing. In fact, it will reinforce your beliefs. Well, then it, we're coming on to the fourth door, which is knowledge. And you say knowledge isn't about which path you take. It's about knowing the paths and the different characteristics. What do you mean? Between where you are and where you want to be, there is a way of getting there. It won't guarantee that you'll get there. If you want to lose weight, the path is you've got to change your eating habits. You've got to start exercising. There's a path, right? And a limiting factor for many people is they don't know what the path is. Classic example is someone's in a job, they're in debt, mortgage, and so on, and they want to have their own business, get out of debt, and do the things that they want to do. But they don't know how to do that. The path's missing. So knowledge is about really understanding what are the possible ways to get to where you want to be. It's educating yourself, reading how others did it, spending time with people that did it to understand what are the steps that you might have to go through to get the goal or outcome that you're looking for. And then there's the fifth and final door, action. None of the other doors are worth much if you don't actually do anything. Correct. All the other four do is set you up for action, but you can't get in shape by reading a fitness book. It'll give you a lot of knowledge. It might make you uh, increase your desire, but it won't actually change your body. You won't get rich by reading a wealth book. It requires action. And the thing that I've learned and studied over the years is sometimes, not sometimes, but almost always, it's easier to take action if you break your goals down into steps. Instead of just having a big goal, I want to lose 50 kilos. What if you just broke it down into bites? 
bite-sized steps. And your first step might be reading some fitness books, getting a consultation with a trainer, easy things. Then you might want to lose a couple of kilo. By a big change how you eat, change some of your behaviors, do a walk in the morning. So the key to action is kind of breaking down the goal that you have into steps that become more bite-sized and easy to follow. Well, for many people, I suppose fear is a major setback to achieving the goals. How does anyone overcome that fear? There's many ways, and I talk about some of them in the book, but just two simple ones that people can adopt. One, analyzing your fear has a way of defanging it because fear is an emotion. It is, you know, this uncomfortable feeling in the gut, panic, goosebumps, or whatever it might be. If you just step back and think about your fear, you immediately move it from an emotional space to a logical space. So labeling the fear analyzing it, what am I really afraid of, what's the worst possible outcome, what could really happen, has a way of reducing the severity of that fear. And the other thing is, in psychology, fear and desire are opposites, and they're opposites that tug you in opposite directions. So if you desire something like quitting your job and starting a business, you really want to do that, but you fear at the same time quitting your job, the income, the uncertainty of a business, at that moment, you should logically ask yourself, which is greater, my desire to quit the job and start the business or my fear of not doing it? Because one of those two emotions is going to win at that point. Fear will hold you back or desire will push you forward. So the more analysis you put around fear, the easier it is to overcome and rationally think about what you're doing. Final question, Matthew. Do you live your life like it's your last year? And if so, how so? Yeah, in many ways, yes. And in some ways, no. So starting with the minority of ways of how I don't is you have to do some things today that provide benefits in the future. So if you knew definitively the world was ending in a year, you wouldn't do those things because there is no next year. So like creating a business. You wouldn't do this enormous amount of work for something that will mature in four or five years from now because there is no four or five. So there's those things that I do. So every, not even every year, but on a regular basis, what are the things we want to do? What haven't we done? Or we want to go to Mount Everest or we want to go and do a river cruise in South America or whatever it is. Do it now. It's not that kind of we're going to put it off sometime in the future and so forth. We try to live while we're relatively young and healthy and able able, really executing on the things that are close to our heart that we want to do and see rather than deferring to some point in the future. So that is a, a common kind of feeling that, that I live with. Urgency, today could be your last, I don't walk around thinking today could be my last day, but definitely with a sense of urgency. You never know when your time is up. That was entrepreneur and Complexica CEO, Matthew Mikowicz. Business Essentials Daily is a Sound Cartel podcast. Executive producer is Heather Dawson. Producers are Nick Schilberger, Chris Ashmore, and myself. Technical production by Pete Letts and Belinda Trimboli. I'm Nicole Goodman. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you more B Daily next week. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.